Hello and welcome to the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. Hey, look at that. Ian actually said his name like normal for once. I did? Yeah. What the fuck's wrong you with me? You weren't like, hey, my name is Sloppy Bob. I'm here to sell you like used cars. And- well, I figured the topic of this, this uh, that we're about to discuss is yeah? on a slightly more serious side. So Slightly. Yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take it seriously for a few minutes anyway. Just for a couple seconds? Yeah, well. It's one of those situations where it's better to laugh about this shit than not. <laughs> first off, I want to kind of preface this whole thing by saying that uh, first off, Ian and I both work. So we're going to talk about COVID and or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, both of, We both work in a rather big hospital in the emergency department. And of course, everything we say is, you know, is in no way connected to our employer. Yeah. All these disclaimer, uh, disclaimer. Yes, <laughs> every, everything said is our own thoughts. Yes. Um, and neither one of us are medical professionals, even though, I mean, I'm in nursing school. I will be a nurse hopefully this time next year if school ever gets back in. Right. But uh, it, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that's being said in the media, in, in social media, that is, I think, misleading. Misleading. And at least, I don't know about you, but I've been trying to, we, so we get daily multiple emails a day from yeah. not only the hospital but also the cdc so i kind of feel like we have we know some of the stuff that's kind of going on well you do because you probably read your emails <laughs> I, I i do read my emails I, I, I just don't read them as intently I, as others well yeah I, I i will admit that i don't read all of them right. but i read a good share of them but i did have to like create a subfolder that i'd like start <laughs> moving them into because it's like <laughs> did you just call it rona the rona <laughs> the, the rona <laughs> It's uh, it, but it, there was I mean there's some days we'll get like five emails. Oh, from them. So I would say we're getting a minimum of five a day. Hey, but you know I do appreciate them kind of keeping us yeah. up to date. Obviously, we're we work in the emergency department, so we kind of see a lot of the stuff coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to say up front that we kind we this is in no way reflective of our right. employer. I just wanted to make get that out there. I don't want anyone to come back at us. And, right. Right. Because <clears throat> called you, into HR on Monday, <laughs> yeah, you know. Because sure. uh, if you go on my Facebook page, it says where I work. So I mean, it's not. Right. I really don't care. But I don't care either. <clears throat> not going to say it on the air, but I'm not. I don't care either. So I, I got this. Like I, I don't know. I, I I'll kind of go through like this. The there's a there's a timeline. I'll it's somewhat lengthy, but I'll kind of keep it short enough to where it doesn't take up too much time. Nick, I, Nick short because Nick short isn't really short. Uh, it's, uh, one, it's like two pages. Oh, all right. Well, I'll try not to interrupt. Too and, much. and I kind of focused obviously on China because it's kind of where it started. It's where it started. Mm-hmm. First off, I want to do, I want to say this kind of strange. A lot of this stuff comes out of China, this and SARS and what was it? the All bird, of our products that bird, we use. No bird flu. I'm talking like pandemics well, it, or miniature it, pandemics. It's, it's population. That's yeah. why. Um, so I kind of focused a lot on China and then. Obviously, the U.S. That's where we are, and Italy. Are? Be- I'm sorry, I did say I keep my interruptions to a minimum. I'm looking for something to stab you in the eye with. You're always looking for. I'm surprised you don't have like a knife <laughs> just sitting here. So I, I looked at China, I looked at the U.S. and in Italy also because Italy, as far as like the curve and everything goes, we're we, at one point we were kind of tracking along the same line about. 11 to 14 days behind them. So I kind of looked at their numbers also. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to like November of last year, that's kind of where the first uh, COVID case was reported 
to the Chinese officials. At least that's what they said, at least. See, and that's kind of the, a lot of things. Everything that kind of comes out of China, and I think that's where a lot of people's frustration is, mm-hmm. is that they were so secretive up front. Right. And for a long time, they kind of denied everything that was going on. And I think it kind of made the situation worse, at least in Asia and Eastern Europe, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you agree with, to that? Sure. Sure. So, so <laughs> mid-November, the first case comes out. Uh, December 8th through 18th, there were another seven cases in China. Um, and then really the beginning of January, January 7th, the U.S. issues a travel warning to everyone traveling to that part of China, mm-hmm. which is, I, I think, what was an appropriate step. Yeah. I, and I, I do, I will probably veer off from Ian's opinion a little bit along these because I will agree with some of the more questionable things that the president has done, and obviously, well, not other ones. To be but- honest with you, I was I kind of felt that he at one point he was doing everything he was supposed to be doing. The problem is, is that didn't last very long, and he's kind of gone off the rails. I have a I have, I have a Trump timeline also. Okay, because for for a brief brief moment, I was like, all right, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I'm on board with this. Mm-hmm. So it didn't last long. January eighth is when the scientists in China officially announced that they discovered a new strand of coronavirus. So there's hundreds of different strands mm-hmm. of coronavirus. And COVID actually stands for coronavirus-19, is what right. COVID-19 stands right. for. And because it was discovered in 2019. 2019. Yep. So uh, SARS is another form of coronavirus. Okay. And so this strand of coronavirus is actually closer linked to a strand that they found in bats. So that's where the whole thing, oh, someone eating a bat soup. Right. It, which isn't. It's we don't know how it how it started. Right. Well, at some but, point it had to mutate to try to and come to humans. And, and from what I was reading the last couple of days, it's actually mutated since. It's probably because it's, it's gone founded. through enough humans yeah. to mutate. So January eighth is also the first case that there was a, a first reported case outside of China. So that was in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, January 9th, is the uh, the first death. In China, was reported. It was a uh, 59-year-old that had uh, gone to the specific uh, market in Wuhan. I think is is, mm-hmm. is the city. It's, the city is. I want to say it's it, several million people are in the city. Yeah, so it's, it's not. It's it's one of the larger cities in China. Right. So I think the the numbers. If you look at, I want to say the last uh, numbers I saw, there was like 80,000 cases in China. Reported cases or right. verified cases, and a lot of those were in that province. I think because it kind of a lot like with we're dealing with New York, exactly, City. exactly, Manhattan. exactly. Um, so yeah, on January eighteenth, so ten days later or nine days later, China confirms there was an additional sixty-two cases. So it starts growing, but it's funny; it, it kind of takes a while before it really blows up. So right. you're talking like mid-November now to almost late January. So you're talking almost two months there, and the uh, two two or three days later, so January 21st, it was the case numbers already up to the cases were up to 312, and it was also at that time was the first time because the, the the first like two months of it they didn't know how it was transmitted. Mm-hmm. So it was the January 21st is when scientists in China came out and and uh, and verified that it could be transmitted uh, human to human, right, and 
the uh, also at that same time, it was the MCR, which is the the Center for Global Infectious Disease and uh, Analysis at uh, Imperial College in London, suggested that the the Chinese government was underreporting the true numbers, and they estimated it to be closer to seventeen hundred people at that time, mm. which is a huge gap. And then, like I said before, that's that's where a lot of people's frustration, I think, comes with comes from is, is the the China tried to hide it for for right. too long that that something was going on, and I believe at that time they had already like completely shut down that area of China, mm-hmm. restricted access in and out. But the U.S. was still bringing people out of the area, so and that's kind of where like the the how it traveled to the U.S. because it was this, the the same day, January twenty first, is the first day that the uh, the U.S. reported that there was a case in Washington. So from that time in January, you're, you know, the, the 26th, it took the 26th to us to get our third, fourth, and fifth case. And then uh, on, the, on the 27th, the dean of the University of Hong Kong Medical School, which is one of the foremost experts in SARS, which is a, a similar strand to what this is, estimated that at that time, of course, he said there was, this is his estimation, that there were four between... Uh, 50,000 and 100,000 cases in China. So uh, at the time, China was only admitting to a fraction of that number, which even, so this is what, uh, March 21st, and they're still, I want to say 80,000 cases. So they're nowhere even close to 100,000 top end of what his estimation was. At least as they're reporting it. True. Because actually at this point, and now at the end of March, cases have actually kind of gone, started going down in China. Um, but it wasn't until January 27th that the U.S. revised their travel advisory and actually finally issued a level three warning and, av- and advised people to, to avoid traveling to China. Right. So I, I think that's another kind of issue is, yes, you know, they, they started issuing these, these travel warnings earlier, but I think they were kind of late to the game with restricting act, uh, travel. Mm-hmm. So on January 31st, the U.S., I'm sorry, the U.K., Russia, Sweden, and Spain all first all report their first cases. So it took longer to get to those places than it did here in the U.S. And it was January 31st was, was when Italy de- finally declared a state of emergency, and they had only had a small handful of cases at that point. All right. Um, it was also the same day the U.S. declared a public health emergency and closed its borders to all foreign nationals, which the president took a lot of heat for. When, when he took that action, because people were saying, oh, it's, it's it's based on racism and things like that. And I think it was the correct move and probably should have been done sooner. Bef- sooner. Yeah. And and that was just restricting access incoming from flights, because the, it was just this past week that they they closed the border to Mexico and, the, and uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. So they weren't keeping out people. They were just limiting access at that point. Um. Uh, so on February 26th, the number in all of Europe, case-wise, was about 31. And at that same time, in, in Wuhan, China, was 554. Mm-hmm. So their numbers, it, it, and like I said, that was kind of the fun, the, kind of the strange thing about it was it took so long to kind of catch up. And obviously, we're kind of going through the same thing in the, here in the U.S., because I want to say, as of right now, we're just under 25,000 cases in the U.S. Yeah, I, I keep seeing different numbers, so I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate. And... As of about a week ago, I want to say the number was about twenty two hundred. The last number I saw, because and this, this would have been last week, was under ten. 
Um, that was like seven, seven thousand maybe. Um, as of last week, as of six fifty two p.m. So that was what time is it now? I don't know. So that's about as of about an hour ago. The U.S. said twenty three five minutes. Yeah, twenty three thousand nine hundred and forty confirmed cases. Okay, which is an increase of little or four thousand today. And the vast majority of those are in New York City. I wouldn't say a vast majority of them. I would say a high percentage of them, almost half. Yeah, that's so we so the vast we got, majority. We got twenty. Right. We got twenty four thousand cases. Ten thousand of them are in New York. Right. That says a lot because we're talking about a uh, one state out of fifty. That's yeah. a high percentage. Mm-hmm. It's vast yeah. majority. And um, let's see here. So it wasn't until February twenty first that Italy reported their first death and. It's gotten to the point now, so that it was February. That was a month ago. A month ago, yeah. so they, their first death was a month ago. Yesterday, there was over seven hundred people that died in one day. In one day, yeah. So that's why the the U.S. has kind of taken these drastic measures, at least what some people think are drastic measures, to kind of limit the the amount of contact to spread all this, right? Because we don't want that to happen. You know, no, it's. Now, if we have that, if we have that level of, of of loss of life in this country, Americans don't handle that shit because we've never had to handle no, that shit before. No. There was we'll go fucking nuts. There was a uh, infectious uh, disease or infectious control, whoever it is, in the UK that were doing modeling a month back or so, mm-hmm. and uh, there what they were saying was if the US didn't take drastic measures on the high end. They said uh, the, their model showed about two point two million deaths in the United States, mm-hmm. and this is a and I I will admit that as of a month ago, month and a half ago, I wasn't you know very concerned about this, right? And it wasn't until we started really seeing it in the hospital that it was like, well, obviously something really serious is going on, right. and when you started seeing the death toll. In places like Italy, now granted, you know the you can look at those numbers and you can say, well, Italy does have a much older population on average than the U.S. does. It's got by far the oldest in in all of Europe. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at the numbers, you can say, well, yeah, it, this is something that obviously has a higher mortality rate for older citizens. So it makes sense that Italy would have have, higher have a higher death rates. But still, 700 people in one day—that's a lot. From one illness. Oh, yeah. Well, you figure the flu, on average, over, over the course of the past 10 years, you're about 40,000 deaths a year mm-hmm. attributed to the flu. If, this it, will surpass that. If? This year. I don't know. because it, Worldwide. It, oh, world, you know, oh, no. The 40,000 the 40, the 40, just, just in the U.S. Oh, it won't surpass that. I don't think it will. Because At least I, I hope it doesn't. Because I think we've taken appropriate measures as of as of right now at least and the more than likely what's gonna end up happening is this is there's going to be waves of this Mm -hmm. because hopefully when the weather gets warmer it'll affect the virus theoretically theoretically if it works like other known viruses Mm -hmm. and we'll actually see a drop in the numbers but hopefully What'll, or what could happen is once those numbers start dropping, people will go back to life as normal. And it'll start all over again. And I'll start all over again. Right. And that's where I think you could theoretically get up into that $30,000, 40, 30 to 40000 person yes. right. mark. 
Um, what do you think uh, the likelihood of them getting a vaccine out in the next 10 months? Generally, it's about a year. Mm-hmm. Or more because of testing. Or more because of testing and all that. I, I have read some studies that said that they're already working on some things. but they're, it, I read one article that said they had tested uh, a vaccine on, on a human already. Mm-hmm. But it, that didn't, in, they didn't have any results as yes. of that article, and I haven't seen it. It could take a while before we get anything out of that. Because I think a vaccine is a is the number one way to to prevent this. It's, it's I mean, it, oh, absolutely. It is and, and actually, what, what would be a faster way is if they could find already manufactured uh, pharmaceuticals that can work to to stop the spread of it. Also, right. because then you don't have to worry about testing and all this other right, stuff. Right, because they're already established. Because they're already established. Yeah. So well, there was that the rumors about that malaria drug, but that. That's primarily a drug for fevers, and I think it's it's one of those things where it's it may be helping with the symptoms yeah. of Corona, but it's not actually doing anything. Yeah, they, to they they need they need something that prevents it from getting into the lungs is is the big right. issue. And I will say that if you do start feeling symptoms of, if you start if you start having a fever or anything like that, stay away from ibuprofen. Only take only take uh, Tylenol because ibuprofen actually makes the situation worse. Does it? Yeah. Well. For me personally, um, I take ibuprofen for, for pain and I take Tylenol for fevers. I always have because yeah. Tylenol is the only thing that really works on fevers mm-hmm. for me. So that's just me personally. So I, I guess I'm, I'll be all right. Yeah. So if we go from like uh, the the middle of February to if we jump all the way to like March 3rd, the, the this is where the – so March 3rd is where it kind of really took off in Italy. They uh, reported an additional 466 new cases uh, over the day before, and South Korea was at that point was at uh, six hundred plus each day. Mm-hmm. So it was really kind of growing. And and at, I still don't think at that time Italy had really done anything to really self isolate or really block off parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you saw because the federal government wasn't doing anything much of it here. I think that's why you saw states kind of taking the 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 drastic measures that they have as far as like closing everything down i will say that i I was listening to an interview earlier today and it it was a uh it was a it wasn't a a podcast related to the virus it was actually a a music podcast and the musician that they were talking about started going on about well you know because he lived in california Mm -hmm. he's like well the governor here is doing this and doing that and you know all he all he, he doesn't give a shit about uh the businesses here all he cares about is trying to you know, stop this or stop that, and you know, he's not thinking of the economic impact. What's where's the economic impact of a bunch of dead people? That's kind of where I was going. <laughs> was I understand that businesses? This is going to hurt businesses. It's going to hurt the economy. But the big thing is, if you have two million people die, that's going to be an even bigger impact on your on yeah. your country. Yeah, that's. I mean, at, at two point two million, that's a what about fifty forty to fifty thousand deaths per state. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Right, if my math I mean, yeah, my math is halfway decent off the top of my head. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. That's a big number it <laughs> is. per, well, per no, state. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and and to put it into perspective, obviously, the planet's population is a lot heavier now. But what was the what was the death toll of of the of the plague in the 1600s? Uh, it was like 35 percent of the population. 200 million, right? So roughly, by estimate. I would say, Obviously. based on what the population is, I've, two million isn't a lot now. I mm-hmm. mean, relatively speaking, to seven, almost eight billion. It's funny you you mentioned that. I actually have that up on my computer somewhere. Um, 
But as far as modern times, we've never seen anything like this. No, absolutely. I mean, not, not even the 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 flu outbreak in the, what, the early twentieth century. The Spanish flu killed between forty and fifty million. Did it really? Yeah. Okay, see that. That's a higher number than I thought yeah. it was. And, that, and, that, and that's the funny thing is I saw something in the beginning of the year before all this like really took off. I saw, uh, I think it was a meme. It was like, oh, every every hundred years we have a, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, in, in 1920 we had the Spanish flu. And what's it going to be this year? And the Spanish flu ended in 1919. But I understand where people are trying to make the stretch. Right. Well, I think I want to say it was like November or December we, 1919 we, when it was. As a species, are pattern seeking animals. I know. So that's that's just normal. And the reason I remember that because actually I think it canceled the uh, 1919 uh, um, NHL season. Oh. And one of their bigger one of their bigger stars died oh, right. of the of the flu. Hmm. So you mentioned the uh, the black death. the the black plague the bubonic plague it mm. killed 200 million people. Wow. Between uh, which for thir- at between. The time, thir- 1347 and 1351. So in a four-year span, it killed 200 million. Yeah. And what was the population of the planet at that time? Oh, I have no clue. It was... You know, Nowhere close to the billions was, that it is now. I remember... Was it now 7 it, billion or something like that? It's, it's almost closing. It's just approaching 8. Yeah. Um, that was like 30% of the world's population. I remember there being something about it being a, hu- a huge percentage of the actual planet's population. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... We're talking close to extinction level issues and surprisingly enough the swine flu in 2009 2010 killed 200,000 worldwide worldwide hmm. which i didn't know i didn't realize the number was that big so, now that 2.2 million is that worldwide or just in the u.s that was just in the u.s is oh. what their model was 2.2 million because worldwide it'd be a lot hot, much higher number mm, yeah i'm gonna see <clears throat> what the models show for talk talk amongst yourselves ian Oh, my, oh, shit. I didn't bring my other voices. The, the current death toll worldwide is exactly 13,000. Okay. Right now. Right now. But what were the models based on that 2.2 million? I don't know. I, the, it, was only, it was only in reference to what the U.S. was doing at that gotcha. time. So that's all it talked about. Right. Well, I think we've already gone above and beyond on some things to prevent that number from occurring. Mm-hmm. So that 2.2 million isn't going to happen. No. No, no, no. But and, it, and right now the current death and deaths in the United States is still what? It's it's under a hundred, right? Talk amongst yourselves again, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian, how about that local sports team? In the US it's three hundred and one. Three hundred and one, okay. So we've had twenty six deaths, deaths a day. Okay. So, and the, the funny the kind of the strange thing is, like I said back on the last Friday it was what, the thirteenth? Yeah. Yeah. There were 2,210 cases. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of days later on Monday the 16th, it was up to 4,465. The next day, Tuesday, the number was at 6,135. And the number right now is just under 24,000. Right. So it's going up exponentially. Well, you know, the, that's the interesting thing. Well, not the interesting thing. Well, kind of we knew it, that was going to happen because we see it. We right. see people that are so. If you're come in, if you come in, and they they'll they'll test you for flu A, they'll test you for flu B, and if you come up negative for both of those, they say, okay, we're going to send you home and self isolate. Right. So they're not even testing a lot of people. Right. I know there's a county in in Ohio that've already that's already came out and said that they're not going to test people unless you're critically ill. So I I don't think we'll ever quite know the true, true numbers, numbers of right. infected people. It could be. 
you know, if, if it's 25,000 confirmed cases, it could be, you know, 30 or 40,000. It could be 150,000. Well, know. there's an incubation period too. So there's people walking around who feel just fine who are carrying the illness. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of the big thing that kind of differentiates what's going on with this opposed to what's going on, what typically goes on with the flu is the occupation period. Mm. You know, normally with the flu, you're talking, what, three to three or four days before you start? Yeah, fair three, Say three to five days. Mm. To, before Seven you, on the high end, maybe. Before you start feeling, yeah, it's, I think it's t- between three and five. Mm. Right in that range is kind but of the But the incubation average. period for this is up to two weeks. Up to two weeks. Yeah. So you could go around, so with the flu, you're going to, Theoretically, you could in, you could infect or you could spread it to say you know seven to nine people, mm-hmm. and with with before you know you're sick and exactly you're home with and COVID you're going to spread that to almost fifty people before you or more or more right before you know it especially with large groups which is why um, I, there was that I saw a video and I, obviously there's risk of it being taken out of context but it's a bunch of these you know like early twenties saying how they're they're they don't understand. They're not the high risk. They're going to go party. They want to go party for spring break. Oh yeah, I saw videos well, of the beaches, the beaches in right? Florida. Well, this well, is packed. even after that. This is just this is more of them just bitching about it. Yeah, saying they were going to do it anyway, and in areas where there's like everything's closed, like you're going to mm-hmm. get fined if you're if you're out and about in large crowds. Mm-hmm. And they said they're going to do it anyway. Um, so just imagine what you know if you're in a, in a crowd of a thousand people. How hard would it be for every one of those people to be infected by five other people, you know? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be hard And at then all. those thousand people can go and infect 40 to 50 people then individually. That's that's 50,000 people right there. Absolutely. You know? I mean, and, that's how it's, and that's how it spreads so fast. And the thing is, even if you are young. You can still get you it. You can still get it. And you can still die from it. Right. I mean, you're, you're at no age are you immune you to this. Do, right. Because yeah. I, there was a your mortality is better if you're younger, yeah. But it, d- it doesn't negate the risk exactly. Um, and it's from what I hear, it's you're sick. You're very sick. Absolutely. There was I was reading an article about a lady on the west side of the state. She was younger. I don't know how old she was, but from her the picture of her, she looked like she was late twenties, late twenties, early thirties. But she said she felt like she was going to die mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. Right. That we had a patient. I won't say their age or gender any, or anything any like that info, yeah. it, but i will say that they were under the age of 35 that we intubated a couple nights ago mm-hmm. because of this right which so, means they could not breathe on their own correct she was in obvious respiratory distress mm-hmm. so it, 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 even if you're younger obviously you have a less of a risk but it doesn't mean that there's not a risk right and that's kind of the thing that and the other thing is yeah even if you're younger let's say you're 25 26, 27, 28, somewhere, say between 25 and 30. Mm-hmm. You're, on average, your parents are going to be, what, mid-50s? Right. They're at a higher risk. Right. Your grandparents. Your grandparents. Yep. So you, then that's kind of the thing you have to think of is even if you're at a lower risk, you're at a higher risk to infect the rest of your family. Right. Well, that's, I, I was on the phone with my dad because I haven't, I haven't been over my dad's house since this kind of all blew up. Yeah. And uh, Which is probably a good thing. Right. Well, and I told Especially him, since I, we probably ca- we were probably carrying coronavirus. <laughs> well, and, and I told him, I said, you know, well, based on my schedule, the next time I could probably just come over um, would be two weeks from now. And I said, but I'm going to play it by ear because yeah. if there's, you know, I could be carrying this, and Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to bring it to you, 
even if I don't show any symptoms, I could yeah. still be carrying this. Yeah, because I've been kind of the, doing the same thing. I mean, my my youngest has had respiratory issues before, mm-hmm. so obviously he's probably at a higher risk than you normally would be, even though he hasn't had any issues for the last eight years. But I've been kind of trying to stay away from everyone also. I mm-hmm. stayed on my office down here and play video games and play on my computer. But So it's I, business as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Right. But, you know, I, I, I'm doing it to kind of s- not completely isolate myself, but try to stay away right. a little bit more to, to, to be more to be more conscious of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I've been really vigilant about washing my hands and all that stuff. But yeah. in the environment in which we work, you we could, don't know. You could yeah. do everything under the sun and still get it. Our Just position is not as risky as, you know, nurses and techs and doctors. Yeah. Who are actually like up close and personal? On with hands, these yeah, hands on with them, which we are to a certain extent, to a degree. Also. But we're still we're still at the back end. Yeah. Of it. So, but that doesn't negate the risk. No, because we're still in a risky situation. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the because uh, so if you look at the the death rate, it, the death rate like worldwide is kind of skewed because it's higher in China. Right. The death rate in China was between three and six percent. But outside of China, it was about 15 to 2%. But Italy is way higher than that. It is. Right. It is. So if, you, I, so if you look outside of China and Italy, right, right. it's about one5 to 2%. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, I don't know, I could look. I, I've got it all on my phone. I'm not going to pull up the, right. the numbers. But it I, is. I, I don't have any voices in my head to keep having conversations while you look shit <laughs> up. <laughs> but even on the low end, if you, it, you know, if it's 1%, if, if the death rate's 1%, Mm-hmm. That's still ten times higher than the flu, right? So if you want to take, so if if they say between, depending on the actions of the government and people and cities and everything, all the states, depending on the action they take, you're talking between ten percent and thirty three percent. A third of the country could get this. Mm-hmm. So if you take there's so if, let's say take ten percent because that's a nice round number. So we'll say 30, what's that, 33 million people? Yeah, 35 million. 35 million? Yeah. So, and if 1% or 1.5% of those people die, you're talking almost- 30,000 people, right? No, more than that. 1% of 3 million? I said at 1.5. Oh, still. So 40,000. 1% of, of, of 3 million is about 30%. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's- 1.5 would be 30 Forty-five percent. So I mean, that's a forty-five thousand. I mean, and that's on the low end of the low end. Right, right. So I mean, there's obviously reasons why we're taking these steps. Right. But if the if the infection rate is higher and the death rate is higher, you're talking, you start reaching those astronomical numbers that it could reach. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if it go if it goes anywhere above one percent, we're in trouble. I mean, it just as a, you know, as you far mean, as you mean death rate. That's yeah. Yeah, but once once again, that's kind of why they're taking the steps that they take. Right. You know, because the the what the the worst case scenario is flooding the hospitals, right? Because that's the case. That's that's, that's where, what's happening. In that's Italy. what's happening in Italy, where they don't have enough ventilators, right. and they're literally picking and choosing who lives and who dies. Well, and, and they can't keep it contained because they've got, you know, they don't have enough rooms or beds for these people. No, and they're basically lined up in hallways. Yes, they're everywhere. You know, which under normal circumstances in a in a situation in a critical situation is fine, but 
when you're dealing with, you know, uh, contagions, contagious diseases, that's just, you're just breeding that disease in that area. It's never, no one's getting better. Your math was off. It was about, about 500,000 people. That's 1% of 3 million? Oh, 35 million. Oh, I thought you said 3 million. No. Oh, I was going by one. By no, 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 because there's about because like, yeah, because yeah. there's about three hundred. Right. There's, uh, yeah, you're you're right. I I was for some reason I was dropping it down to three million and thinking because there's three hundred and fifty million people in the U.S. Give or take, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, you're you're right. I yeah, it was more. I was doing one. Like the, the I whole, was right with the whole my, time. The last couple of minutes, I'm doing the math. I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm my like, math, That's not right. my <laughs> math was right. The numbers I was using was wrong. Yeah. So it was about three hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. No, three hundred thirty million people in the U.S. Right. So thirty, yeah. So one per if there's if 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 ten percent of those people get sick, you're talking about thirty five million. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and I was thinking three million. So yeah, I think I was taking the, the thirty five and doing one per ten percent of that. Yeah, that's all right. Um. So, and the funny thing is, like, I've seen. I shouldn't say funny. I need to stop saying that because none of it's fucking funny. But the interesting thing is, I'm I'm seeing. Healthcare professionals, granted, they're not doctors or NPs or PAs, nurses. They're people that work in the medical field that even as of yesterday are still downplaying the 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 risk of this pandemic. Right. And that's kind of the thing that it's going to be hard to get away from because of social media. And everyone thinks their voice matters. Mm-hmm. And in situations like this, we don't need that. We don't need the the confusion because I'm, I'm, I've had conversations with people that should know better, that obviously don't. Well, and I think there's it's that's a huge problem. What you're talking about the the downplaying of it, the people who are, you know, m- not making a joke of it because we have to laugh. I mean, that's that's the only way we can get through this kind of thing. But um, but the people who are downplaying it in the sense that it's not as severe, not serious as it is. But there is an, another side of the spectrum where people are taking it too far, not as big, way nowhere near as big. I I would say the bigger issue is people that are, are Down, downplaying it rather than the people that are panicking. Oh yeah, there's not a problem with the people because that's not in a situation like this. I guess and ultimately you can't really be over prepared. No, because that's because so, that's the, cause so if you're with, freaking out to the extent, I mean, short of causing conf, uh, riots and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, that that's a possibility but it's not ha- not happening um but it, it is you're going to see it on both spectrums with social media no yeah. matter what <laughs> yeah because people know. make a big deal of oh you know i went to the grocery store and there has been toilet paper in two weeks right it's which i understand <laughs> is obviously something we shouldn't be doing right. is hoarding right because that's that that can feed into more of a panic Oh yeah, well, I, it has. I, I, I think it has. I understand why people are preparing because obviously well, there's a difference between preparing and, like you said, hoarding. Which yes, a, there is a lot of hoarding going on. Yes, there is. Which is why they've had to institute, you know, no by by no and limits to two and of things specifically mm-hmm. toilet paper. Which today my mom went to the grocery store and they were told in line because she had to get in line in the morning before it opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's toilet paper, but it's two per person. That's it. Yeah, um, and she was like the twenty fifth or twenty sixth person in line, and when she got in there, there wasn't that much no, left. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was yeah. already already you know pretty much grabbed. So that's that's why you have to do that because of those situations. Yeah. The but you know back to 
so I guess not back to, but the uh, it's interesting though because you see that there are shortages and there have been shortages for a period of time now. Mm-hmm. I would think for the most part though, everyone will be restocked at this point. Is there no one producing any of this stuff? It's the same thing with like. There's a huge shortage of N95 masks. Right. First off, the hospital that we work at, I don't know how we're not fl- uh, you know, floating in these damn things. They, mm-hmm. uh, every hospital should have, should relatively be prepared for something like this. Well, I read something uh, the other day that said that, um, some, and I think it was nationwide, about the N95 masks, that there's like, there's before this there was a, a stockpile of about i want to say it was like 50 million of 50 million masks mm-hmm. or something like that it might have been closer to 100 but it was it was under 100 but with this what's going on they were saying that that number should have been closer to a billion oh yeah I, I, absolutely but you know but the thing is the kind of i understand you couldn't really see foresee something like this happening no, but to but you've degree, had since november right well, and I mean, there's been talk about war, you know global plagues before, because of the 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 um, ease of travel mm-hmm. in in the world that we live in, just modern day travel. Well, we had H one N one a couple of years ago right. I mean, that killed had, a bunch of people in the United States. So I mean, we've, we've had, had this you know similar. We're not not, not to this not level to scale, but, but there but there's been people who are who've been analyzing the possibility of this. For decades. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it's not, there is some elements of dropping the ball here. And, you know, you were you went over it, how, I mean, we've had since November yeah. to really look at this and say, maybe we should start preparing for this. Especially when you started seeing an explosion within, since, you know, end of January. Right. The last, you know, two, two months. months. Right. You've had at least two months that's been here in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's been over two months since the first case was was reported right. in in Washington. So they should have upped their manufacturing Absolutely. of those, those masks. Absolutely, you know, and because we know stories of of nurses making their own masks, yes, just to protect themselves. Because mm-hmm. and, and it's not just masks; it's goggles that we're short on, mm-hmm. it's gowns that we're short on, right. it's uh, disposable stethoscopes that we're short on. Because this is when you get to a severe state. Not even before he gets to a critical state, you have it's a respiratory illness. Mm-hmm. So stethoscopes are something you need, right? When you diagnose the patient, right? Without stethoscopes, it makes your job a lot harder. And that stethoscope is making physical contact with a patient. That, exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's the necessity items that we're short on that a lot of people are short on that could create. A bigger issue than what it what it is or what it could possibly be. Right. It's uh, but there's a and and a lot of people blame the government for dropping the ball for dropping the ball. But I think there I think the blame is wider than that. I think yeah, because individual hospitals have have a role to play in that also. I, I think the government has screwed up things. <laughs> well, and I and, think just Americans in general, we. We're very complacent. Like I said, we've never dealt with this kind of level of chaos like this. I yeah. mean, even nine eleven is is coming to a point where that be 
that will be pale by comparison yeah. to what we're dealing with now. Now, do you think if the United States government would have taken a stronger stance before the second week of March, oh, we, do you we, think it would have helped? Yeah, probably. I mean, just a week and a half ago, roughly, the uh, the president was on TV and told the country he had everything under under great control is what he said. Right. Yeah. And he gave himself a 10 out of 10 on how he was handling yeah, it. Well, and he also, he's now calling himself a wartime president. Is he? Yeah. He, he His words. Not, I didn't make that up. He says, well, he didn't say he was a wartime president. He says, I'm kind of like a wartime president. But, uh, you know, but he's claimed in the past that it was, this is all a hoax. Yeah. The Democrats, well, and that's, and that's the what, Democrats and the media were using it to cause millions of people not to. Talk about downplaying it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I was going at. Right. He, uh. When once he started taking in taking the initiative and doing stuff, that's when I started to go. Okay, he's starting to do the right thing, but then all of a sudden he's doing things like what you're talking about to the point where he keeps calling it the Chinese virus, which is stupid. But- stupid. But he, he here's the thing: it's not just his words. They there's a close up of his notepad. Where's where it's a sharpied out, out in sharpied out and says Chinese. Now I looked at that and said that could be fake. It could be. But he's still doing it. He's still saying it. I know. And all and, and you're I'm seeing it making the rounds on social media that people are calling it that also. Right. Just because something doesn't it comes out of a certain area doesn't Right. Because it all that's gonna do is it's gonna create fear and panic about a certain group of people. Yeah. And, and they're gonna become pariahs. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's it happens all the time. It happens all the time. So Um but on March there's a, a March thirteenth NPR PBS poll that asked the question: Do you think, um, do you think the coronavirus is a real threat? Seventy-six percent of Democrats said yes, fifty percent of independents said yes, and forty percent of Republicans said yes. But uh, that's a, and I'm trying not to make this political, political. right? But it is to but some degree. It, it plays a role in it because yeah. the president has politicized the response to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the sad thing is, is I can't, I know a president, Hillary Clinton, wouldn't have done that to that degree. She would have done no. it, but she wouldn't have done it to such a degree. I know a president Biden or a president Sanders wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why it's acceptable to even just Republicans mm-hmm. that he's doing this. Oh, no. It's, it, it's, it's strange and odd all at the same time but it's i said when did i say the first case was in the united states january, january something january 20th first something like, something that, like yeah. that so on january 22nd the president because he's been having these daily press conferences about right. it uh the president said that uh, we have it totally under control it's one person coming in from china it's going to be just fine mm-hmm. february 2nd we pretty much shut that it down like a week yeah not even a week he said or just a week he said we pretty much shut it down coming in from china February 24th, the coronavirus is very much under control in the United States. Stock markets are looking good, are looking good to me is what he said. Because mm-hmm. like a stock market really means that much. <laughs> and, you know, that, well, I guess, it does. My dad's lost almost $100,000 in his I retirement. Know, I know a lot of people have. But oh. that's that's the interesting thing that the response is. I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, oh, well, you know, we need to help the banks and we need to help the airlines. I think the the bigger issue is we need to help people at this point. Right. Because there's a lot of people who can't even pay their fucking rent. Exactly. Um, so the, on the February 25th, the president comes out and says, uh, 
CDC and my administration are doing a great job of handling coronavirus, which at that point we started seeing, we're seeing more and more cases. Mm-hmm. It's February 26th. <coughs> Excuse me. The 15 cases in the United States within a couple of days is going to be down to ze- close to zero. What did I say? We're at 25,000? Mm-hmm. And 300 plus deaths? Less than a month later? Right. I mean... Yeah, that I know. I I'm trying to find there's a couple of them well, that are like real. He had a Twitter war with with our governor saying she wasn't doing enough. I know. <laughs> February 27th. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. <laughs> Excuse me. I got the, I got the Rona. Motherfucker's got the you Rona. Got the Rona. <laughs> Coughing around me, you sons of bitches. Uh, I have a cough. I've always had a cough. I smoked for 30 years. Yeah. I don't know. It just it, it, he's just all over the fucking place. Right. He compares it to the flu. Uh, he says that it's not going to be a big issue, and then all of a sudden he's, you know, uh, backtracking. Yeah. He takes well. It, March thirteenth, I take no responsibility. March 9th, this blindsided the world. Did it really? It's been going on for four fucking months. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, it, we're <laughs> You'd have to be blind to be blindsided yeah. by it. March sixteenth, Trump gave himself a ten out of ten for the way his administration handled the whole thing. Mm. And it's, and this just the other day was when he did the whole I'm a war I, I think I feel like I'm a war time. I haven't president. seen that. That's that that that's great. Yeah, what shit that was what is say, Saturday? It was like Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday he said that. I guess I'll look at it this way, Ian. Are there what are the lessons that we can be taken from this pandemic and the response well, to it? There's a there's like major lessons and then there's side lessons. The major lesson is that we live in a global community mm. and things like this are bound to happen. So maybe we should start taking better care of ourselves, washing our fucking hands. I think it will fundamentally change our society, actually. I have, I have a feeling it will. Um, I would say that the handshake is dead. You know, the a symbol of, of friendship, of partnership, of... Yeah. Of understanding that has existed for centuries, maybe longer, is gone in in two months, three mm-hmm. months. It's a it's a it's disappeared. And will probably never come back. I well I mean I, I know that's not that's not exactly what you're talking about in terms of changing our society, but it's even I the mean, little like, things. It's little uh, things like that that you know, that we've always taken for granted. But I, that's, I think under a certain under a certain level or a certain uh, there's a certain amount of our society that I think will always be hoarders to a certain point, yeah. depending on how long this goes on. I think we may be a society that may become more self-reliant. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit more trusting of science. Well, that's that's what, that would be my biggest hope. My uh, my biggest hope. But that's and that's where I was going to go. And I guess it that. really depends on the level that it reaches and the amount of deaths also. Right. Well, and I, I was going to say when. When something like this goes on, people are relying on organizations like the CDC and, and health professionals to tell them what to do to, to, to either keep themselves safe or to make themselves better. And maybe people who have, over the, say, the last decade, rejected the scientific evidence of vaccinations mm-hmm. in preventing illnesses of this magnitude might... Even though there's no vaccination that would... 
would have prevented this. this. No, but it just in general. I mean, smallpox and, yeah. and all that well, other stuff. Well, you know, those things were were eliminated because of science, because of scientific and med- medical breakthroughs. There's a big section of yearly deaths from the flu that could be prevented with simply having a flu vaccine. That's my point. Um, people who refuse to get vaccinations are might wake up and say, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's it's worth it." Yeah. You know, maybe because they become. I mean, not in this situation, but in the next one, the unvaccinated could be the ones who spread the disease, who yeah. are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You never know. And there's always there's always a, a portion of I don't want to blame everyone that's not. Well, no, because there's that, a lot of people not, who are va- not vaccinated for other yeah, reasons other than there's their a lot of people that because of their immune system can't right. be vaccinated, or they're too or young or too yes. old or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I also hope I'm that, talking about the people who choose not yes, to be anti-vaxxers. Yes, in or which I'll never have a high opinion of. You can bash anti-vaxxers all you want. You're not going to bother me. Yeah, but I, uh, I wouldn't I, care if I did. <laughs> I, I hope that we get to a point also where we trust social media less. Yeah. I don't know and if we're there. I don't think this is going to change that. If a couple, if a couple million people die in the United States, I think we it, might. be it'll be forgotten. All this shit that Trump's done and said is it's already we'll forgotten. We'll see. We'll see. Because it's not just it Trump. hasn't affected his it's numbers. The, the 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 most inconsistent things I've read are from websites that are linked to uh, that Facebook. I've never fucking heard of before. Right, and linked to to Facebook. You know, I, I would say if you're going to read something and you're going to trust something, make sure it's from an official source. Right. Or it's citing an official source. It's citing the CDC. Honestly, I don't think that's going to change and I, and it might even get a little worse because everyone that has had to self-isolate, people who are out of work and at home, what do they have to do other than Get on fucking social media. Yeah, it's the only way they can stay connected at this point. But the funny thing is, especially I, with social distancing, and I think it's only gonna it's only gonna intensify that. But the the funny thing is, though, it, with the amount of people that are at home and spending time online, I feel like the country has come together more in spite of what happens in Washington. To some degree, I, to some degree. I mean, there's a lot of consensus. I mean, we all know. That there's an issue here, and we all know that we need a solution, yeah. and we need to get a solution as fast as possible. So there, it's our common interest that's bringing us together. But once that's gone, I don't think it'll. I don't think. I don't know. It's it, it's funny if you look at. If, I mean, I I'm, I'm hoping you're right. Believe me, I I would like you to be right on this. I just don't. I don't think it's as. Look at the campaign of Andrew Yang, mm-hmm. who for a year was talking about a guaranteed income. To everyone in the country, a thousand dollars, and he was basically ignored by everybody, most people, and then almost laughed off the stage by the rest of them. It was, it was like, oh yeah, whatever. It's it completely nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's never going to work. And then something happens, and then now we're looking at potentially having to do it, but not <laughs> not long term though. Not long term, no. true. But you have wide consensus, and you can argue the that the same thing with Bernie, and and. Bernie mainly because he's pushed this consistently for his entire career. Uh, universal health care. When there's a lot of people who don't have the health insurance to get even be seen by their own doctor, they don't have a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're our policy is to try and get people to go to their primary care physicians rather than come to the emergency department. And yeah. and these are people who can't who don't have PCPs. They don't have primary care physicians because they don't have insurance. Well, first off, if you're if you feel sick, you shouldn't go to your PCP. You Stay sh- home. You shouldn't go to the emergency department. Right. 
you should stay home. But I'm talking about even these people who might get critical. Yes. You know, um, mainly because they may not be in the best of health to begin with because mm-hmm. they can't afford, you know, high quality foods or, you know, they, they have to eat junk. Because yeah. let's face it, the poor can only eat bad food. Because it's cheap. Because it's cheap. Yeah, absolutely. And, and healthier food. And is they also more get, le- you know, they don't get as the the sleep that they should get. Exactly. Because you know they're working multiple jobs and mm-hmm. life is obviously more stressful. And so right. there's there's a lot of contributing factors to the poor. Exactly. And Bernie's, you know, been pushing for a lot of social programs that would have eliminated that. But I just think it's funny the the complete turnaround on an idea that. Like I said, Andrew Yang kind of ran on for over a year, right? And uh, and now it has wide sweeping acceptance across the country. Mm-hmm. In if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, Green Party, it, there's wide consensus that and, the government should be sending out some checks. Yes, and it's it, just we, to alleviate. As yes, a abs- absolutely. So it's like I, you see things change, and I hope, like I said, I hope that there's long term change. And not as soon as this thing is gone, we go back to being a bunch of grumpy old men yelling at the kids cutting through your yard. Well, that's me already anyway. But <laughs> we still, you've, always, you've always been a grumpy old man. Well, I guess. To some degree I have been. But I can see people, you know, it, 40, 50 years from now still, you know, if you go in their storage closet, they'll have packs of toilet paper. Right? <laughs> Grandma, why do you have so much toilet paper? Oh, the plague of 2020, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I don't have a whole lot more to well, add. Well, I, I was just, just going to bring up, and this is more of a side note, I guess. Um, what do you think, based on, on Trump's behavior thus far, because we did bring politics into this. Well, I didn't be, bring politics in. It's just but it's a just side natural. note. But this is definitely a side note. This is a speculative question. Oh, I love your speculative questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not really, but. What do you think the likelihood if this, I mean, this is going to keep going on. We've already had some, uh, Ohio close their polls for primary voting. Uh-huh. What do you think the likelihood is that Trump could use this to postpone or cancel the election in November? That's a good question because he cannot. If he did, Even if he declared martial law. He, Trump cannot do anything to the election. Um, if something were to happen, it would, uh, so the the election date is set by Congress. Okay. So you would need bipartisan support to postpone the the election, which wouldn't happen. Which wouldn't happen. And if it were to happen, Trump cannot serve past his four years unless he's reelected. It's in the twentieth amendment, I believe. Okay. So, so regardless, if so, it if would, there were no election, he would still have to step. down. He would still have to step down, and it would go in order of succession. So depending on how the I don't know if the because Trump or Pence wouldn't be able to serve. So then it would they're, be they're, they're for, But I don't know if it would be a speaker because it depends on, because it, it would be a new Congress. I don't know if the Congress would carry over. So it could be the Speaker of the House. It could be a number of different other, other people. It could be a Trump appointee, a cabinet member. There's a lot of up in the air kind of questions right. on how, the, how it would work. But give... First off, guaranteed, Trump cannot postpone the, the the election, and Trump cannot stay in office. But past I thought, his four if years. say he did declare martial law, Regar- the law, the law, he wouldn't. He he still would not be able to stay in office. How many people know that though? 
I mean, even people who serve, I mean, it, it seems, I, I get the impression that a lot of our own uh, um, elected officials have a very limited understanding of the Constitution that they swore to protect. Well, I mean, I can't help people there. I just, if if no. you don't believe me. No, I believe there's, you. There's a I, I believe you. Look at the Constitution. My point it, is, it is, is the that, Constitution. you know, Trump has, has pointed out that he, well, not in, in, not in so many ways, but he's he's proven that he is above the law. And uh, I would also say, I believe a couple of weeks ago, there was a Los Angeles Times article about this also. Uh-huh. That you can go back and read, okay. look up. I'll but, look it up, yeah. I was just curious. I figured I'd throw that out there because it's- Because uh, we've, we've talked about that before. We, we talked about that in, obviously, we didn't have a podcast then. We talked about it in, uh, in 2000, was it 2008? About Bush- Bush- postponing the election well i always speculated that if he really see i I mean because we we were talking about our 9-11 conspiracies you know if if bush was really behind all that stuff it would have made sense for him for there to be another attack prior to an election because then theoretically he could under wartime laws i was i was you know that was my concern i'm almost 100% 100% sure is the 20th Amendment. You can go back and double check yeah. and look. I'll look at I'll look after the show, but right. I'm pretty sure it's what it was. Okay. I was, like I said, it was just something that crossed my mind and I figured I'd throw it out there. Yeah. I, I, just see, I just see potentially the, the, we had like huge monumental changes in the history of the, well, in the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. You know, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, things that like, change society mm-hmm. 9-11 and i wonder if this pandemic is something else i think it, it will we'll see changes on the scale of 9-11 yeah i, I really do i guess it all depends on how not world war ii level no. changes but but 9-11 I, th- sure. I think it really all depends on how it kind of shakes out because here's the thing if if <clears throat> if what the governor of michigan did what the government has done to kind of try to flatten the curve actually works and not a lot of people end up dying from it it's going to be oh see you overreacted it wasn't that bad or a lot of people die or a lot of fucking people die and well well, why didn't you take action sooner and right and i think that's if it's the if it's the first way and not a lot of people die i there might not be a whole lot of change to our society but we'll see yeah, well, I, would, I whole, would much rather that because I don't like the idea of a lot of people having to die to get No, ab- absolutely not. But you know, the, they, the, they understand and they have admitted that they expect a lot of people to get this. But what they're hoping is a lot of people get this over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. So we're actually able to treat you in the, in the hospitals. Right. Because the problem is if everyone gets it all at once, then the we're house, fucked. We're fucked, yeah. We're, we're at a leap. You know, at least the hospital that we're at wouldn't be in that bad of a situation. Uh, I was but it ta- would be because eventually all the other hostels would be over capacity. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. And then we and would, would get the they overflow. Would get, they would, we would the overflow. And then once we're capacity, then there's nowhere for yeah. anywhere to go. I was talking I was talking to somebody in the hospital that should know, and they said roughly we had like four to 450 ventilators. So we'd be okay for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wouldn't take long for us to obviously, like you said, get overridden with right. people from other areas. And it just, once we get to the point where they're, we're at that point, then, yeah, I mean, you can't treat people. You right. don't have the capability of treating people. Yeah. And, they just got and people then, dying we, in the and then we turn into Italy. Right. 
No. I, it's just like if, if you're in a conver- if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're comparing it to the flu or something like that, it's just they're just wrong. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that it, well, there's people even less than us that, that will probably think we're full of shit and we don't know what we're talking about. But I, I would say to a certain level, I would agree with them because <laughs> we're well, not we're, we're neither one of us are, are, are doctors. We're not experts in it, no, but we not scientists. I either. can only speak off of what I see. Mm hmm. And what I've experienced clinically. So. And what we've been able to glean from reputable news sources. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I was talking to one of our doctors last week. And he had a friend that's an attending in Washington State. And and it kind of all started out west. And they said that at this point, they were a week, week and a half behind us. And they were still at that point intubating, you know, five, six, seven people a night, mm-hmm. which isn't a huge number, but it's a big enough number that if it happens for a long period of time, we're going to be out of ventilators. Right. And some hospitals already have run out of ventilators. Yes. Because so, I saw that on the news the other day. Mm. But uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be a long run it's gonna it's gonna take a while for this to get through and like i said hopefully it dies down in the summertime and doesn't come back right or it dies down in the summertime long enough that we're able to get some kind of vaccine yeah. or some kind of treatment that really works on it you know because if that happens then you know maybe next year when this comes back around again which it probably will there's no probably about it it will yeah it, well, Unless, especially if we don't have a vaccine if we have a vaccine we can curb it. We can make it that, like the that, flu. That's kind of where I was going you to. Know, it'll be more like the flu as far as numbers go mm-hmm. um, and and contagious, contagiousness. But well, I mean, we, the, we don't have a vaccine. This is just going to be cyclical. It's going to keep going. Yes. And we're going to have. And that's, and, that's, and that's where they said it could be 12 to 18 months if it comes in waves. Right. If we have these peaks and valleys over the course of the next year, it could get potentially it could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has the potential. To be far beyond what anything we have experienced in our lifetimes. Oh, I think it already is approaching that. I mean, I never in my lifetime have businesses been closed down. No, they are. No, never in my lifetime have I heard states closing down. Pennsylvania is closed. Yeah, I had to go to the Secretary of State early in the week, like Monday. I think I went. Mm-hmm. I have to go too. And uh, you've got to have an. Well, I had to have an appointment. It was by appointment only. And how do you make the appointment online? Online. Okay. And then uh, when I, because the one I went to, you, like, walked up, and there was a guy with. A clipboard? Yeah. Basically, basically like, sees, sees that you're on there unless you one per, one person at a time inside. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's definitely. It's it's new for all of us. I drive down. I don't even, even this isn't even something our grandparents would have experienced. Not like this. Yeah, I don't know what the reaction was. I mean, my, in, none of my for grand, the Spanish my, flu. My grandfather was my oldest grandfather was born in twenty one. So this so, yeah. would have been past the Spanish flu, yeah. and all my other grandparents were twenty five and twenty six. Okay, so my so, yeah, my my grandfather was born in nineteen hundred. So oh, okay, but he's not with us anymore. No, right? no, he died in like the early sixties. Right. So it's uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully this this kind of dies down over the course of the next month, mm-hmm. month and a half. And uh 
we have some kind of medical breakthrough and we're able to get a vaccine for it. And it, uh, it's just another blip like, in the radar. Like you said, maybe find something that we already have established that might help to not necessarily prevent, but alleviate. Yeah. Reduce the, the, the issue. You know, maybe shorten the extent, the, the, the time of illness. You know, yes. It's one thing if, we've, if we're overwhelmed with people coming in, but if we can get them out faster, that would help a lot. The big thing is... Stay, stay stay home. Wash your hands. Wash your fucking hands. Sanitize <laughs> sanitize in between. Yeah. You know, whenever you like lately it when cuz I bathe regularly too. That's I, a big thing too. Obviously I can't just stay home cuz I've got well, yeah, we I, work, I work and We work in an industry that doesn't close. Yeah, that's not yeah. And so. so when I've been trying to whenever I'm out anywhere I always carry hand sanitizer mm-hmm. with me. I try to sanitize my hands as much as I can when I'm out in public. You have to, you have to assume that everyone has it. And that everything is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the way you have to kind of look at everything right now. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's probably accurate <laughs> to some degree. Part, yeah. You know, at least everything's dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I actually, I, I bought a, a scratch off and I won 50 bucks on it. Yeah. And I got it in cash and I, I got the cash and I put it in my pocket. And I was like, because I don't carry cash. This is like the first time in months, <laughs> months and months I've had cash. I'm like, Oh shit! <laughs> I got the Rona. In I my got pocket. the Rona's in my pocket. Because yeah. I mean, like I said, it, and it was it was funny because it didn't dawn on me until literally, I like maybe a minute later, I was walking out of the store. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> you know, Brandon. Now I hand my my debit card over to people. Yeah, all the time. We really? don't even think about it. Most places, most now places, you, but they're you know, like I go through a drive through. You hand your card, oh, yeah. your, your debit card, or whatever. I went through the drive through today, and lady had a glove on. Yeah, well, and I've seen that even before all this, you know. But um, usually, flu season it comes yeah. starts to happen. But but still, I didn't even think anything of it. But they got that money, and I was like, oh my god! I was, I was actually kind of panicked by it. <laughs> there is one other thing I did want to say though, okay. and that is, don't think so. If you're obviously if you're immunocompromised, wear a mask when you go out in public. Mm-hmm. I don't want, and what I fear could happen is healthy people put on a mask and think just because they have a mask on, they don't have to wash their hands. Right. Or they're safe. And that's not the case. Yeah. The oh, the best way is always going to be wash your hands. Right. Which, and yeah. Don't, and don't touch your face. And don't, don't, if you can avoid it. Don't be a slob. Yeah, exactly. Just bathe, wash your hands, but sanitize. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a bathroom and I've seen- Grown men. Yeah. All, I would say a vast majority of them don't wash their hands. You know, and it's funny. I don't. I, when I go to the bathroom, in a public restroom, especially ah, here, I'm rubbing my eye. Too. Right, I know. <laughs> I my I have allergies. My face is always itching. Yeah. Um. When I I wash my hands in public restrooms specifically, not because I'm touching myself while I'm peeing or whatever. You're making, you're making me have to clean my hands. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so doing it because face. I had to touch the fucking door coming in. Oh yeah, and it's just the i the very idea of being in that room. That's how I always feel. Yeah, when I'm in a All public right. bathroom, it's like I'm not washing myself off. I'm washing them off. There's feces everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have to just imagine the whole entire world. Is, is and I'm like not that. even worried. And it's, it's it's feces. It's just dirty people touching themselves <laughs> and then touching other things. It's like oh. Yeah, feces and dirty penises everywhere. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's just it's all wait, wait, hold on. So you'd be fine with clean penises everywhere? No, because they don't <laughs> exist outside. Of, you know what I mean? It's like there's 
for every for every ten clean people, there's at least two that are, are every ten. I would say like, the, it's, it's the probably opposite. even higher than that, but still, even if it's just two. There's still two dirty penises would, for every 10 people that go in I would say a, a vast majority of the people I see in a public restroom will only stop to wash their hands if they see that you rec- the, that you notice them. If they think they can just scoot out, they're gone. They don't oh, stop to wash their hands. Not me. I oh, never I have, even as a kid. Especially working in the hospital. I mean, it's like, it's disgusting. And that should be the one place where you should be washing your hands all the time. All the time. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't have anything else to add, Ian. Is there a... No. Wash your hands. Don't touch Wash your face your as I'm touching my face. Right. You, I Honestly, you can't avoid touching your face, but don't touch your face unless you've just literally sanitized your hands. I, which I literally that's what just I do. did. <laughs> honestly, that's what I do at work. When I'm yeah. at work, when I feel an itch coming on, I put the sanitizer on, and then I, I'll, I'll, I'm even wet. Yeah. I don't even care. And I'll, that's the I'll other thing I would say with is the, with the wet is hands, is yeah. hospitals are running out of hand sanitizer now also yeah which that could be an even bigger issue but potentially we'll potentially because there's some there's some debate as to how effective that is too I don't know it, it's effective against it yeah yeah absolutely yeah but you gotta make sure you actually clean your hands with right it. right if you just put a little dab on there and no 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 then you're, <laughs> no it's not helping you no it's not. Um, I'll just kind of leave it there, though. It's, uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to add. Um, any uh, questions or comments, you email us at contact at lifeandjournalpodcast.com. Check us on tw- on Twitter at LIGpod, which Ian never knows. So I wasn't going to ask him, but it would be like 45 seconds of dead air. Uh, check us out on Good fa- call, sir. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> check us out on Facebook at Podbean, uh, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify. Did I miss anyone else? Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. No, I don't think you missed anybody. Uh, I I hope that we've been somewhat informative. I will say that if you have questions, I can try to answer them. You can email me at nick at com. You just can't give medical advice. I just can't give medical advice. But I can try to, to steer you in better directions. Yep. Absolutely. So, that's it. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's some dollar signs. Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you.